Our interview with Marla Sokoloff in this episode was recorded on June 29th, 2023. This week on Best Friend Energy. I actually have a hair appointment because I apparently get gray hair now. Me? Oh my gosh. Six months, maybe eight. I can't get in. I never got gray hair. And Clay, I know you can relate to this. Like I'm suddenly like, this is a new new version of me in the past like six months. Maybe I have like sympathy grays for you. Well, it also, it goes fast. You know, once you start, it's like- They need friends. And I, the friends are coming. Hi, I'm Clea. I'm Joanna. And this is Best Friend Energy. On the show today, we are talking with actual best friend energy's best friend, Marla Sokoloff. In addition to being our best friend, she's also a super accomplished actor and director. We're going to talk about our friendships, careers, and we cannot wait to dive in. Also on the show, we started our summer fun tour and it has been so much fun. We need to update you on that and tell you all of the behind the scenes shenanigans. Of course, we'll also take your DMs, but first we're going to take a very quick break. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay, you guys, we are in the middle of our summer fun tour on the road. Um, Whoever planned this clearly did not think about the heat that would be involved in summer fun. And by by anyone who planned it, we mean us. Like, what were we thinking? Who goes to Phoenix Phoenix in July? That feels crazy. I'm shocked they even have planes that fly there during those months. It's it's really the flight should be canceled um, going anywhere that's 115 degrees. It's I really can't. wild. But aside from the heat, it has yeah. been absolutely fantastic to be in these cities. We've had oh my literally gosh. the warmest welcome, hottest welcome of, of all time. Um, and it's been so much fun. But it has not been without its trials and tribulations getting to all these places. Joanna and I do not make travel look easy. We never have. <laughs> no. And, you know, we should have known as we were taking off on our way to the airport for Dallas that it was not going to be smooth travels. It just... No. We got to the airport. We did everything right. We got there super early for a 2.30 flight. We got there at 11.30. We were ready with our bags. We had our snacks. We had our bottles of water. We were ready to go. And all of a sudden, we get a notification that our flight's been canceled because they couldn't open or close the door of the aircraft, which feels like a very critically important piece of an airplane. Clea was so upset, understandably so, and very reasonably so. We needed to get to Dallas for our first tour stop. But I said to her, here's the good news. We're not stuck in the plane. That's not working. We're not circling the skies. So like, all right, it could be worse, right? It could be worse. We could be hovering right? We could be, we could be circling. Okay, fine. So they moved our flight to a 6 p.m. flight. A reminder, reminder, this is at like one o'clock in the afternoon. So there's quite a bit of time to be at an airport bar for that amount of time. So then our 6 p.m. flight got moved to an 8 p.m. flight. And then that flight ultimately got canceled because of technical difficulties. There were mechanical issues, which is not what you want for, no. from an airplane. 
two planes had technical, like mechanical things. And the one that was supposed to now come to us, they had to deplane the people in Dallas because they could never take off. Yeah, it was not good. Our team jumped into action. They booked us on a separate Southwest flight. We were like, we're going to do this. We are headed to Dallas. We are going to go. Unfortunately, our bags were headed elsewhere. So we did not have our suitcases. We're on Southwest. And then we got the word that there was inclement weather. And now we're circling in the sky. Exactly what we, that was supposed to be the silver lining. And it ended up not. We were circling. So you know what? We made it to Dallas. We were prepared to do our first tour stop in iHeart Dallas t-shirts from the airport. Our bags thankfully made it our way the next day. So we actually were able to go on in normal clothing. No, we slept in robes that night. No clothes. Yeah. No, we had had nothing. We just had bathrobes. Um, We decided to drive to Houston instead of fly, which had its own, you know, I mean, seven minutes after leaving the hotel, we were like, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I have to go to the bathroom. Road trips are not for middle-aged people. (laughs) I just feel like we have a lot of things that we have a lot of needs. needs. Yeah. And when you don't have the kids to like fall back on to be the ones to complain, somebody else has to do the complaining. And it's me. It's always going to be me. It kind of is Clea. Yeah, I don't love not. a road trip. Although Joanna's not so innocent. She's just lucky that I am vocal first. <laughs> like I always have a problem. So she doesn't look like the problem child. <gasps> I am, but she has, she has her I'm own. I'm pretty good, actually. I don't think I'm such a problem in the car. Yeah, yeah you're I, starving. I, what are you talking about? But <laughs> at least I can bring snacks. The bathroom, there's no option. You always have to go yeah. to the bathroom in it. Let me give you a hot tip. Best bathroom in the state of Texas, Bucky's. Bucky's sure bathrooms are, if you guys don't know what a Bucky's is, which I did not know what a Bucky's was, it's like a Costco meets convenience store mixed with Chuck E. Cheese. So then we were on our way to Phoenix and um, our Phoenix flight was delayed. So we were taking our sweet time at the airport. We had ordered lunch. Joanna had a Mediterranean salad. I had, had just a arrived. delicious salad. Delicious. I go to the bathroom and <laughs> I hear, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> if you're headed on a flight to Phoenix at gate A27, you better get there right now because we're leaving early. And I rush out of the bathroom thinking Joanna's going to be down the hall. Like she's going to yeah. already be out of here. It's her biggest fear to be late. This is my trigger point. This is why I get to the airport six hours early is because I need to be like the first one at the gate. Yes. And so the fact that they're already boarding and literally I'm not exaggerating. They said, they're like, just so you know, we will leave you in Houston. Like you will be <laughs> left behind if you do not get to the plane right now. So we are running literal <laughs> pants on fire to the gate. Port. I know. It's amazing you could even zip up. Oh, thank God for elastic pants. I just ran out of there. Okay. And then Joanna, as we are about to board the plane, she goes, I didn't pay. So we are <laughs> wanted in Houston. We are, there's like an actual warrant out for Joanna's arrest. No, yeah. we figured it out with the American Airlines, like whole situation. No, I think she is. There's a poster with Joanna's face. Do not serve her a Mediterranean salad. She will run out on the bill. <laughs> I was it's true. Very stressed though. Yeah. Very stressed. But, so we we did make it. We landed in Phoenix. Like I said, it was 115 degrees. Like it was like record breaking heat for Phoenix yes. in yes, the summer. That's right. Which is like, you know, that has to be pretty intense if it's if it's breaking records. But anyway, the Phoenix crowd was so much fun. We had such a great time. We made it to LA. 
LA, we had a special treat because our families, our husbands, our kids, everyone was in the audience. Our kids came up on stage, stole the entire show. I was about to give Sutton my mic. I was like, you oh. you know what? You get up here. You just do this. Sutton and Marlo are like ready to go. Yeah. Miles and Stella had some more hesitation, but they came up yeah. too. It was really fun. And now we're hitting the road again tomorrow. So no rest for the weary. But we can't wait to keep going on tour and to see everyone. Um, you can still get tickets at thehomeedit.com slash tour. We have some more cities left. You can still see us in D.C., Chicago, and Nashville. So go grab your tickets. Uh, we're going to take a very quick break, and we'll be right back with Marla Sokoloff. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed with mushrooms? Not really. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Okay, so we are so excited to have Marla Sokoloff, one of my actual best friends on Best Friend I mean, Energy today. And the best of the best. Like, Truly. I double stamps. I mean, I understand. Like, if I have to share the role, like, I'm so here to share it with you, Marla. It's gonna make me cry. Like, seriously, um, that's very, 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 very nice. And right back at you guys 10 million times. Well, so let, let's start. First of all, uh, we'll get into how we met and how we know each other, but- the yes. thing that everyone needs to understand is that Joanna actually refuses to be around 99% of people, okay? And this, and this is, is why we relate to each other. Yeah. Well, that's actually true. That's actually true. So the fact that after all these years, Joanna will actually willingly enjoy a dinner with you. I know. That is it's Ugh, huge. I just love you. You know, I love people where I they don't count. And actually, you just don't count in the best way, the most loving way possible. This I love is, that for me. This is yeah. what I say to Clea all the time. She used to be offended by it. Now she understands it. I want to be around people that I can literally get up from the table. I, if I need to go, I need and to go. She does. You do. <laughs> As you she does. You 100% do. And it, it's without question. Nobody is wondering where Joanna went and why. I'm not offended. The funny thing is, so Joanna and I, you know, we started working in LA very, very early on in our home edit career. And again, you were like the only friend that Joanna would allow to have like a meal with, Yeah, you know? The bottom of the hill. And so Marla, you witnessed Joanna's utter fatigue at every single sit down we've ever had together, right? Mm -hmm. So- I think there's only been one that Joanna didn't actually come to because it was just too much fatigue. It was <laughs> a lot. Really? I can't believe you missed one. There might've been one. There might've been one. Yeah. yeah. That's saying something. Yeah. I can't I imagine. I know. So, so I think this was in the early days of you guys filming your show and Joanna was just getting used to the long hours and the multiple takes and yes. all of that kind of stuff. Well, I had a lot really of questions for you how, how, that you actively chose that profession. 
I still question it as well. Yes. <laughs> there are yeah, other careers. Is, there are other things. This. Yeah. We're, we're like, we can help. Like, we'll yeah. do anything to get you out of this. <laughs> Just blink twice. Can you explain to everyone how Joanna exits a meal the second <laughs> she's done? Yeah, I mean, I honestly wish I wasn't in this contraption of the headphones connected to things because it's it's such a physical thing, you know, that I really just want to I want to share with everybody because it's abrupt and it's without any warning or notice. It's just mm -hmm. she's just gone, like just like a flash. <laughs> like the and, check has not come. Oh no, there's no check. You've got the check. It's on us. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah. She's on her like ninth tea. Yeah. Yes. As we're just getting our wine. Right. You know, listen, it's efficient. Uh, Thank you got to give her that. Thank you. It, it, but my question to you is what do you do when you're with your children? Oh, I mean, I know they're older now, but yeah. when you were with them before and you had to no, kind of. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. This is just, but they get it too. Like, no, you know what happens is Joanna actually, she, I mean, I've seen her drive separately from her family before, <laughs> you know? Have. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, and that's the move. Yeah. yeah. Joanna and I once, um, not even uh, like it was a few months ago, we were having lunch together. We walked up to the restaurant and through the window, I'm like, <laughs> is that your family? They're like, Jeremy with the kids is at the restaurant eating. But here's the crazy thing. Joanna still just sits with me. Well, she didn't I, sit with we, her family. We had planned a lunch. I wasn't going to leave my friend that I had planned a lunch for. For those pathetic family members, why on earth would I sit with them? I literally. Why wouldn't you guys all sit together? They were already Wouldn't eating. That, they were uh, already at the table oh, okay. eating. I don't know. It yeah. seemed not the right. vibe. It doesn't need to be like Sophie's choice. Yeah, right. no. Like, it, it wasn't. It wasn't Joanna the vibe. More. All right. Well, let's get into the fact that. All right. So we met. Gosh, Marla, has it been? It's probably like fifteen years or something. Well, how many years have you and John been married? Uh, can I count? Quickly? 15. You've been All right. 15. We'll be, we will have been married for 15 years together for like maybe 18 years. Okay. So I would say it's about that. Cause he was single when I met him. Crazy. And then I remember he started dating you. And you met John, you've known John longer than you've known me, which should make me Correct. jealous, but it's okay. <laughs> and how, no, it should make you happy. Cause I was like, you're cool and I love you, but who's your new girlfriend? I want to be best friends with her. Yeah. Get we, out of the way, John. We quickly moved John out of the way. We do allow our husbands to be part of our friendship sometimes. We have our annual trip to Disneyland that we always go yep. on. And I love Alex. We used to do our Palm Springs trip, but I feel like COVID kind of messed that up. We haven't done that in a minute. I know. COVID and kids. I feel like those, you know, they, they <laughs> mess up all things. They yeah. mess up all those are the two life ruiners. Fun yeah. vacations. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I guess it's been 15 years. And so Marla is one of my best friends, but also one of my like last standing best friends in LA. I feel like everyone's kind of really a lot of people have moved. And I feel Oh yes. I see. I was taking that as like I'm the only one you still like here. Which, oh, <laughs> no, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Right. But like, I will... everyone else sucks but me. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna say that in case anyone's listening, but I will say that you are always <laughs> my number one priority when we come to mm -hmm. LA. Um, it's my family and Marla's family. So you know I have a um petition to get you to move to Nashville, Please. which I understand is never gonna happen, but I'm not gonna lose yeah. sight of the dream. No, I mean, it makes sense. And I tried coming there because I have three friends that live there. Obviously, I know. you're numero uno. And then I was going to come there and you happened to be taking your, where'd you go, Italy? Is that where you guys were? Yeah, Italy. That's right. And so the second you guys were like, we're not in town, I was like, trip canceled. Yeah, and my other friends canceled. were like, are you still coming for Memorial Day? I'm like, oh, we couldn't really Airlines. make it happen. <laughs> the airline, my right. flight got canceled. The airlines, the, there's um. a supply chain issue. Why do you think, I mean, it's kind of crazy that you have three really good friends that moved to Nashville. I, I mean, I feel like we're calling you out here. 
I know. I know. It is it is so strange. And you guys all like know each other too, which is weird. But you know what I love so much is that our daughters are now really good friends, which is... This is what I was just going to say to you. Yes. She'll say like, oh, you know, Stella wore this to the Eras tour. And I'm like, Stella, are we talking about Stella Blue? Like which Stella? Because she has a couple friends at school mm-hmm. named Stella. And when it's Stella, I'm so happy. Me too. It's like because the, I love them together. We've been really pushing this narrative for a while and it's finally taken off. I know. Remember when they were like three and four and they used to just ignore each other? And we yeah. were like, girls, don't you want to tell each other about right. <laughs> <your> preschool? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I And now they're like when Ellie goes to camp, she sends Stella letters. Oh, it's the There's, best. They like FaceTime each other. They're so cute. It's so cute. I need to know. So Stella is a humongous fan of Fuller House. Is she? Huge. And then, of course, went back and watched every episode of Full House, which I think so many. Like, I mean, we all lived it. Oh, it was my life, obviously. Our kids are now reliving with Fuller House. They're now reliving Full House. How does Elliot like know how cool you are? Does she like appreciate it? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, she definitely came to some Fuller House tapings Mm -hmm. and thought it was really fun. And she had been watching the show. So she was interested in it. But I don't know. Cool? I mean, is any mom cool to their kid? I don't think so. Um, (laughs) I try really hard. I pander quite extensively. Um, I thought that a Netflix show would make me cool. It didn't. Um, Still no. No. I I really have very little to offer. But I think the the thing that I love so much about your character on Full House, Gia Gia had some edge. I mean, Gia was the... She had some edge. And like one of the number one questions I get asked was, did you really smoke? Like all the time. I 100% did. Not that young. But when I was a little bit older, but when I was playing Gia, they were herbal cigarettes. They were made of like rose hips and clove or something. And I stole them. And I like from the prop person. Because I wanted to be cool. I thought it was like the cool thing to do. I mean, so little Gia did I know, it's about you. as uncool as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, because, you know, I would smoke them on the thing and they, they would keep them in my, I had like an army jacket. And so they mm-hmm. would be in like the pocket and I would always take, I didn't steal them, like, you yeah. know, go out of my way. Like I'm a criminal, but <laughs> I would always like make sure I took them with me because I just, you know, I wanted to be cool. At that moment, we were still like glamorizing cigarettes anyway. Remember the the gum yeah. cigarettes? No. You don't the remember best. those? It, they came in like a little paper and because it had powdered like sugar on it, you oh, could like- Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like know. think it about that smoke. now. Think about that. Like uh, that, right. the, that right. would actually exist in today's world. But also like, why did our parents let us have those? Like my mom at the ice cream truck, no problem. You want the cigarettes? Great. Leave me alone. Take the cigarettes. What a weird, like seriously, like a moment in time that was like super, super bizarre. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more from Marla. Now, Marla, you have turned into this amazing director. Like, tell us about how that transition's been, like all the different projects that you're working on now. Yeah. um, So I want to say it was like a year or two after my middle daughter was born. I just was super frustrated with acting. I just, it's not that I lost my passion for it. I lost my like hustle in what requires, you know, what acting requires, like showing up to auditions multiple times a day and getting a lot of rejection, that part just actually really got to me. And I felt like there has to be something more. I want to still Mm -hmm. be in this creative space. I love creating content. I like making people laugh. And I made a short because my husband one night in the midst of my tears were like, 
you have all these things you've written. Why don't you just go make one of them? Mm -hmm. And I didn't know you could do that on your own, but I did a bunch of research on how to do that. I hired friends um, that I had worked with, you know, like the sound guy I've known forever and the DP. And then it wound up like going viral thanks to Mm -hmm. Judy Greer. No, also thanks to you because it was amazing. amazing talent combined. Oh, thank you. Um, She definitely helped get a lot of eyes on it just because of who she is. But yeah, and so that gave me the bug again, which was really exciting. I I remember feeling like, oh, this is what I want to do. I always wanted to act. I love being creative, but I'm like, this is finally, I'm finally figuring it out in my Mm -hmm. late 30s, you know, what I want to do with my life because I was so invigorated. I loved it so much. I loved being behind the camera to the point where when I would do stuff in front of the camera, I I felt like it didn't feel right anymore, Mm, you know, in the same way. So directing really like that, because I mean, I know from just our own conversations, it's like become a real passion of yours in the way that I feel like acting probably was when you were, you know, younger, but now directing is this new phase of your life. What do you appreciate so much more about directing than you do about like, what is that addiction now that you have that you don't have with acting anymore? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like for me, it's being a part of something like in its infancy stage and then taking it all the way through to when everybody Uh sees it where you don't have that as an actor. It's a very insular experience being an actor. You're working on your character. Whereas when you're the director, you oversee all of it. And, but it's also at the same time, um, it's collaborative, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like, oh, this is my movie and I make the choices. Like I know that, you know, my prop master is better and my set designer, they're better at making those choices than I am. So we make them together. And Uh if they disagree with me, I'm okay with that. You know, I really love the collaboration in this way. And I love actors. I love working with Mm -hmm. actors because I am an actor. And so I love having those conversations with them. Um, And I feel like as an actor, when I would work with certain directors, they didn't understand the process in the same way. And so I just have these really cool creative conversations that I never got to have before. It's the best of all worlds, really, for you. Because you can experience every piece of it that you love, but also through the actor's eyes because you've been there. Right. I think that some of the best directors were actors, you know, because I feel Mm -hmm. like they actually understand what the actor's going through in front of the camera. In a way that's, like, hard to articulate and even put into words, you know, um... I actually directed this movie called Rosé All Day and the girls had to be in bathing suits for the entire shoot pretty much. And that was like a little triggering to me because I always hated having to wear a bathing suit. And so one of the girls was like, can I have a cover up? I just want to, you know, and I'm just not feeling my best. And I was like, no questions asked. Like, I want you to feel great. Like wear a cover up. Maybe you're not even in a bathing suit in the scene while you're by the pool. Like I get it because I've been there and that keeps me up at night. I would be in scuba gear. I would be like, absolutely. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. It's like not, I mean, I'm triggered by being in a bathing suit, just like me alone. You know, like not not in front of a camera. I would so I can't rather be imagine. nude than be in a bathing suit. Is that crazy? Uh, like, I just feel like there's things digging. That yeah. Dig yeah. And- well, sometimes don't you feel like bathing suits actually make it worse? They yeah. they, they like they, make uh, the problem worse. Hundred percent. They accentuate yes. the problem. Yeah. That's why I'm like, yes, give me they are the problem. A tankini yeah. any day. Oh, like same. I want full with arm coverage. Like I all I want of all yeah. of it. If it's not high waisted, don't even send it to me. Like don't show oh me it. It's God. it's got to cover a lot yeah. of this area. No, there's why? been babies that have like stretched things out. Why do they even make bathing suits that aren't high rise? Like, why? No. Who wants their stomach just like out there willy nilly? I guess people that don't really have stomach. Oh, I don't know. I don't don't know. Not for me. I applaud anyone who has the confidence. I am just like, you know. But tankinis are like the best thing that ever happened because 
they allow you to be able to go to the bathroom without yeah, a full. Is I agree. there anything worse than oh, peeling off a wet bathing suit to go to the bathroom? No, oh. peeling yeah. off a wet and then having to put it back on. Oh, right. No, no thank that's you. No. Torture. No, thank Absolute you. Torture. Um. So, all right. Tell me first of all, was Judy Greer was that your first actor director experience? Was that the the first yeah. time that you guys worked yeah. together and you being a director? Well, I actually had met her on a movie that we both acted in, so okay. I knew her quite well, which I think is how I got the nerve to ask her to be in it because right. I always consider my friendships um, with people who are in those positions to just be friendships. You know, mm -hmm. I find it very difficult to ask any sort of favors because I don't want anyone to ever blur those lines with me. You know, I love right. having friends because they're my friends. Not I'm not friends with you because you're, you know, the home edit, although that helps. <laughs> <laughs> We're not friends with you because you're Marla, but it helps. Yeah. I mean, you're not cooler to Stella, but you're cooler to me. I appreciate uh, that. Um, I've but, won one. So I never, I never like to ask those kind of favors, but we were getting really close to shooting and I didn't have a co-star. And I just, I mean, I'm such a fan of hers. Like I really started off as a big fan before we became friends. And she's such a good person. As she's you guys know, best. That she was like, she's amazing. hundred yes, percent. I'm obsessed yeah, with her. I mean, she really is the best. Do you know about Anchor Activities? Do you have these now? Oh, did Judy tell you about Anchor no. Activities? Oh. Okay, it's really no, smart. What is this? Basically, instead of getting overwhelmed with your day, you need to pick one activity called your Anchor Activity, and that is the focus of the day, and then everything else is like side parts. So you can make real decisions on how to execute the best day possible without being overwhelmed. Your Anchor Activity is the sun, and everything else is the planets that orbit it. it is she so fun to work with? So fun and so easy, but also like so professional. Like it's not all like jokey all the time. Like Judy right. knits and she reads and she's like very sensible. And that anchor, it's so her, you know, like I remember one day she was like, Marla, we haven't had enough water today. Anytime we are offered water, we are accepting it. Okay. That is what we're doing today. Like I think the night before we had too much non-waters. Yes. And, and so I was like, okay. And that was that, that was our, you know, objective for the day, if you will. And so anytime someone asked us if we wanted water, we took it and we were super hydrated. It's very efficient. Did you have nerves actually like being a director at first? Like, did it calm your nerves to work with a friend or does it make it harder? Oh, I think it intimidated me more actually. Yeah. I was extremely nervous. Like I had that adrenaline of excitement, but also I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, right. I, I did. It came naturally to me and it actually got me to shadow a bunch of directors. So I didn't have that feeling anymore, but it definitely was like an imposter syndrome. That's what but I was Because thinking. Judy's worked with so many, I, because she's worked with so many great directors. I was like, well, obviously she's going to think I'm the worst one she's ever worked with. So no. might as well lean into that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Joanne and I have imposter syndrome with like oh, everything, everything we do. in our life because we, we do so many things that are, we're not like in the confines of like being an organizer. That's why every time we saw you, we'd be like, how do you do this? Yeah, I'm like, how literally do do like this? Marla, before I get up in two minutes, tell me everything you know about yeah. how do you do this? Right. Tell me what everything about acting in 30 seconds. Go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually think we need to address that I was going to play you on the show for a second. Yeah. Because that's an important one. Remember when you were you were so nervous and you just, you couldn't handle it and you just didn't understand why do we have to do this so many times? And yes. a light fell and we had to do it again. And 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 then I think Clea one night was finally like, do you want to just play Joanna? Do you just want to play Joanna? We do excellent yeah. and you're so cute and pretty and I would I'll gladly. It would be an honor. It really would. Yeah, it would be an it honor. It would be an absolute honor. All right. We end every conversation with something we call five minutes for hugs, which now knowing Joanna so well, you know, she has 30 seconds for hugs. No, but I, have, I have five for five. Marla. Five yeah. minutes is usually what five it takes minutes. to okay. kind of wrap up and just Clea like, is 50 minutes for hugs. I'm, like she does yes. not. She's the most long winded human. I'm an hour and a half for hugs. Yeah. But 
Uh, but we decided to cap it at five yeah, for we Joanna's sake. Right. We took us zero off. For, yeah. So for it's just sake. some <laughs> some random questions um, so that everyone can get to know you a little bit better. Uh, okay. I love this. Okay. Who is the first person you text when you get good news and bad news? I would say my husband. Um, he's kind of, and he's, it's also very annoying to him because sometimes I'll be like in a Starbucks line. I'll be like, the line's long. And he's like in a Zoom meeting, just like, okay, why is she texting me this? You know? <laughs> so sometimes I'll text him like really important stuff, or sometimes it's just like, thanks for letting me know, honey. Like the couple right. line at school, it's 45 minutes today. <laughs> and he's like actually trying to get some work done. No, I, I understand. I get that too. I love well, that. Well, all of our husbands, I will say, are, such hardworking oh, dads. Best. And we like, I mean, I text John things as though he doesn't have a job. Like that, you know what I mean? Like that he's not actually Obviously. busy doing things. No, I know. Yeah, I'm like, like the audacity to not email me back immediately or text me back. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like where are, are you? you? Like having an affair? Yeah. Right. It's like, excuse me, like the Starbucks line is very long. You yeah, need like, to know that. Like, you know, I'm stuck in traffic. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And no, I, I, but Alec, Jeremy, and John, hats off to them. Yeah. They're seriously they're the best of the best. The best. John loves Alec and Jeremy for the same reason that John like needs to see a husband and a dad working as hard as he oh, works. Jeremy will disown friends when he yes. realizes that they're not like him. Right. He had to like put friendships on hold after we had kids and they weren't like doing all the bottle washing. Oh, he, 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 he judges. Was like, You're out for a while. Jeremy. Like, yeah. yeah, John judges extensively, oh. but that's why John, John and Alec are the ones that plan half of our outings together yeah. half of the things I mean, I that think we do anytime you and I are texting about our Disneyland stuff we're just like should my people call your people yeah and it's Alec we're and never making this happen never yeah. ever mm -hmm. ever the only thing we can make happen is sushi everything else yeah. John and Alec have to do all right next one do you believe in ghosts I actually kind of do believe in oh. ghosts or like an afterlife kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. I do believe in that. I actually went to a medium recently. Well, that's Ooh. a different po podcast. When Ashley Flowers is back on, have me on with her and I'll we could talk about my um, okay. my medium experience because it was wild. Oh my God. Let's figure that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying, dying to, know. to know. Okay, also something I will mm -hmm. never do. Sounds so scary. I think it, like how, oh, how no. do ghosts not exist? No, I agree. I totally agree with like, that. Like, I just feel like Same. we'd be too, it's kind of like, how does life not exist on other planets kind of thing? Like, are we so self-centered sure. that we think that this is it, that this my, it. my being is just no, the I, ultimate? I agree. Like, I think ghosts definitely exist. Me too. I have no proof or data mm -hmm. to suggest it. No, but I, I just, I believe this. Yeah. But I'm, I'm very into the concept. Um, okay. I already know this answer, but, uh, make dinner or order in. Make dinner. I know you're actually good. No. I've been really into it lately, um, mainly because I would open up the app, whatever we were using to order food. And I'm like, I don't want any of this. Why are there still the same restaurants? Like, can we get some new content here? And I'm like, I guess I'll just whip something up. So I started doing like meal planning and getting super into it. And I have to get back. I got really into cooking before I got diagnosed. And I need to like- I feel like it was like right before, right? It like was you were right like, before. I'm, I'm a chef now. And uh, yes. then you were like, nope. Well, that's, you know, that's on hold. when I start something, I take it on as my new personality. And I was like, I am a top chef. So, uh, you know, and I just, I want to, <laughs> I want to get that energy back because I actually think cooking's really fun and I enjoy it. What I'm not good at is thinking ahead enough to do the meal prep to then. Well, it's, it's all based on the fact that you don't have realistic expectations for time. That's right. That's right. I'm late to everything, including my kitchen. Right. And you don't like, you don't want to plan. Right. I well the thing is by the time I'm ready to cook dinner, I don't have the ingredients. Yeah. That's well that's do you my can, issue. you know what you should get? You might want a slow cooker. Actually, Judy got me my slow cooker for my wedding and every time I use I it, I'm one. like you this, you do? 
Yes, I you have to do that. Then you got to throw it in in the morning and then dinner's ready at night. So I know I need to think ahead and be like, these are the things I want to cook this week and actually get the grocery yeah. items so that I have them. Joanna can't relate to any of this. No, She's not interested mm. at all. <laughs> not interested. Does at Jeremy all. cook? Yeah, he can. And he likes it when he has time okay, and not like energy, you know, when he's not like depleted right. from me telling him that I'm in Starbucks line and annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about not having food options. Joanna lives in a neighborhood. She's actually moving. I don't even know if you know this. Do you know Joanna's building a house like right next to me? I sure do. Can't okay. escape me if you come see Clea. Like you're, I'm going to be showing up. Joanna's home uh, house and my house are 600 steps apart. I think this is the best. I love this. It's I mean, exciting. Elliot was like, we have to go because are you moving in October? Yes. Oh, does Stella and yes, Elliot so talk about this? Stella already <laughs> informed Elliot. So she's like dying to go to Nashville. And she's like, but we have to go after October because I want to see their new house. I was yes. like, done. Perfect. No, I. you have to stay in the new house because the guest room is going to be, it's my favorite room of the house. So I'm very excited. Ugh. Yes. It's otherwise known as my mom's room. But once you stay in it, I'll rename it. And yeah. I can join because yeah. I can zip home whenever I need to. That's right. That's the best. Joanna and I had to end up living next to each other so that she could leave immediately. That's right. And it would be okay. Just Irish exit all day long. All all the time. day. All That's the time. her like love language is just being able to pop like Batman, puff a smoke, <laughs> gone. Yeah. Just absolutely yeah. gone. On Our, her terms. Okay. All right. Favorite part of the day. Oh, favorite part of the day is definitely like end of day, you know, yeah. washing my face, putting on my pajamas, just like that's a wrap. Yeah. That's, that's a wrap. Some are sleeping, right. some aren't. You know, I love it. And I actually have this new thing. I was listening to Ashley Flowers because I love crime junkies, but how she was talking about her like chips in bed. Yeah. And my new thing has been jelly bellies, which is horrific. I don't know where this came from. Are you kidding? I am Marla. This is me. You're talking to the right person. Are you kidding? Jelly bellies in bed? But I never ate candy in my life up until like, it's like the gray hair came in and then the jelly bellies (laughs) entered. And I'm like, I don't know who I am right now, but I love watching like a real, like last night it was Real Housewives of OC and my jelly bellies. Oh, it's like, I so see you when also this is will come as no surprise to Clea, but when I lived in San Francisco in my early 20s, my, on my day off from working at a clothing store, I would t- go get a bag of jelly bellies and sit around and ride around the bus until they would kick me off just to go see the sights and eat uh, jelly beans on the bus. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds like heaven. I, I have <laughs> such problems with this. It was <laughs> the best day ever. To just with the eat the bus part or the candy? <laughs> all of it. I'm just like riding around seeing the sights of San Francisco on the bus all day. It was fabulous. Eating jelly beans. Yes. I would be worried mm-hmm. if I saw you doing I was that. living my best life. Let me tell like you. you would, mm-hmm. Did you have any end inside no. or you just take the bus wherever? No. And then, no, just all day. Just all day. And then day. I could get off and walk, walk around the neighborhood, get back on. Yeah. Just bus and jelly bellies. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, you learn something new about someone all the time. You might have told me that before and I think I wiped it from my memory <laughs> because it's so, it's such a disturbing thought to me just being on public transportation, just eating mounds of candy with my hands. Yeah. Ugh. You know what? Oh yeah. No, that is a little triggering. Pre-COVID yeah. bias. Oh, woof. Okay. Right. <laughs> all right. Um, first song or album that you fell in love with? Oh, I would say Joni Mitchell Blue. Oh, I that's love... an amazing one. Yeah. I love that record so much. And Joni, I think, was my first love as far as like getting into music. My mom bought me a bunch of her CDs, I guess they were at the time. And um, I just loved all of them. But Blue, definitely my favorite. Oh, that's an excellent one. That's like a very, like, it's an amazing choice. Makes you sound extremely like sophisticated and well-versed (laughs) and everything. I was going to say Counting Crows, August and everything after. mine was True Blue, Madonna. by the way, a great record. And mine was a tape, by the way. Oh, I I definitely, come on. I started with tapes. It was my first tape, True Blue. I started with tapes. 
Oh, that is a great record. Is Madonna okay? I don't know. Is she okay? Is she I okay? actually, she's Madonna. She's she's yeah. Madonna. She'll yeah. she'll make it. Okay. Well, on that note, yeah. <laughs> on that happy triggering note, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Marla, this is the best. Thank you for having me on. The second Clea said that she was doing this, I'm like best friend energy. Is it called Marla Sokolov Energy? <laughs> the whole podcast is about me. I'm so flattered. <laughs> love you so much. We'll see you I in a couple you of weeks. Oh, so good to okay, talk to you. Talk okay, soon. bye. 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 All right, Joanna, ready for DMs? Oh, you know I love a DM. Okay, this one's from Karen. Hi, love the pod. I'd love to hear your opinion on lining drawers and shelves. My mom always insists I do, but it seems like a waste. This is an interesting question. We've actually never gotten this one before, and I feel like it is so much about preference for this. Like, I don't have a strong organizing opinion, like a professional opinion. I have a personal opinion but it really, this really comes down to personal preference, I think. What do you think, Joy? I would agree with that. I would absolutely agree with that. I mean, I think I would prefer, because we usually organize drawers with with baby bins and different inserts, that you wouldn't really need a drawer liner. I understand the purpose of it, but I would prefer to have an insert that I could then actually take out, wash, clean, dry, all those things. Drawer liners are, they take work and you have to cut them exactly the right size. Otherwise, they can kind of crumple up. But I do believe it is a personal preference. I just... It's not a personal preference for me, I guess. I don't use them. And I agree. I think that they might feel like a good idea in the moment, but they get kind of worn out and not so great over time, kind of like icky. The one time I can ever remember us using them was we were organizing our friend Elsie Larson's home from a beautiful mess. And we wanted to do something that had, she's very into color and we wanted to do something that had some pops of color. So we went and got specialty wallpaper and cut them to fit the drawer and then put the clear um, drawer inserts on top of them so you could see the paper through the clear bins, but didn't actually rely on it as like a, a source of you know, keeping the utensils and whatnot away from the actual drawer. We didn't use it as a liner. We just used it as a pop of color. That's right. But and that's the and only time since I then we've never done it again because it's a lot of work. It's a, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Um, okay. Next question. This is from Zainab. Where do you see yourselves in 10 years? Oh, that's Ooh. an interesting question. I believe we see ourselves in a penthouse uh, in the top of a hotel building in adjoining rooms. I think that's right. I mean, I'm not sure if it's quite, I hope it's a little bit more than 10 years because we are just building houses and the thought of not being there. My house is going to be finished in October. That's right. Yeah. And I'm literally moving in in like two weeks. So if, if it's not 10 years, that would also be okay. But, but I'll see, I'll see you in the penthouse at some point soon, Clea. I think like 10 years. Well, let's think. Oh my God. I don't even want to think. No. 10 years. Stella is going to be 22. Oh my God. I want to think about that. Okay. I know. Maybe we will be in a penthouse in 10 years. I don't we know. TBD. Be. All right. The point is, Joanna and I are going to retire in adjoining hotel rooms. That's the takeaway from all this. That's the end game. Okay. All right. That's it for this episode. We are back on Tuesday, but until then, we'll be back Thursday with more Best Friend Energy Unpacked. Also, we love hearing from you, all of your questions, your thoughts, everything. DM us at Best Friend Energy on Instagram and TikTok or get in touch at bestfriendenergypod.com. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. We're back every Tuesday with a new episode. 
Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Best Friend Energy. Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. Our senior producer is Rebecca Kaufman. Our associate producer is Cami York. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Our executive producers at The Home Edit and Hello Sunshine are Lauren Lagarde, Hilary Franchi, and, and us. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. You have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh, yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies. And you and I both know, once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training. But from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off which if you've ever experienced can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.